Hello there. Welcome to a Talking Bollocks special. Nay, a bollocast. And it is about acid rain. So yeah, I know, I'm sorry. Totally hogging my own podcast here. But it's the first album for 29 years, you know. So I, I, I do think it's only fair that we use every single um, string of our bow to um, to get the word out about the new album. And this is yet another one. Um, so I was um, down in um, Bridge End, end of March, beginning of April this year, 2019, um, and decided to do a, a podcast, um, or at least well, sit down and have a chat with um, uh, Jace all about the album, all about recording the album. At this stage, it hadn't been mastered yet. Um, and um, we just got kind of got the release date and everything, um, as you'll hear. And it's just us, you know, chatting about the whole experience and 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 Jace, you know, talking about his philosophy and the the philosophy behind the production of the album and what we were all what we were trying to go for. So um, I hope this is of interest. If it isn't, you know, switch we switch it off and go and go and do something that is interesting. Um, but uh, you know, now you're here, why not stick around and have a listen to myself and Jace. Having a little bit of a, a little bit of a loving a few months ago. Yes, here we are in. Um, we're in um, the hotel that's attached to Jace's studio. Jace is with me. It is at the moment. We're about to tick over into April. It's the end of March. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure when you'll be listening to this. Probably when the album's out, which at the moment is slated for the end of September. So six months time. This. Um, yeah, <laughs> not it, far. Not do you know what? Do you know what hit me the other day is that it is. Um, we started. Um, well, I was I was doing vocals here six months ago, mate. Yeah, I know. Six months. Yeah, it's flown. It's just unbelievable. It's and then we. Were, I was talking with 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 um, Cookie last night, and we were saying that we started writing the album in August 2017. Mm. So then we started recording it in August 2018, yeah. and it's going to come out September 2019. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's mm. utterly bizarre. But yeah, time has flown. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it feels like uh, that just seems to be the process of album making these days. You know, it's, yeah. uh, life gets in the way unless, <laughs> unless it's a complete career for you. Yeah. Um, which, it, you know, um, for many of us, many people, it's never been. Yeah. So, I mean, at least we've had, you know, you, yes. yourself and I have had yeah. the fortune, fortune, we've been fortunate enough to have that experience. Yeah. But it's... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a hard thing to, to keep on top of, really. Um, and uh, yeah, like you said, life gets in the way. It does. Um, yeah, it really and, does. But um, I mean, I, I had an, I had an absolute, I had an absolute blast, you know, doing it. You yeah, know, so. I mean, shouldn't have taken that day off. <laughs> That's that shouldn't have taken that day off. We were in the groove, weren't we? And it was just, it was absolutely, it was yeah. rolling along. We did, yeah. we basically, dear listener, I'd done, I think it was four, three or four days on on the trot, and we got loads done. And there was only two or three more songs to do, and had a day off. Yeah. And then, of course, the following day, it just, it just wasn't happening. The voice, and his gone. voice is gone. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's. You know, I was, I was talking to um, I was talking to Eric from Flotsam and Jetsam, and he was saying that um, like days off kill him. Yeah. So yeah. I'd rather not have a day off because your your voice just gets conditioned to it. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and then, it, you know, you have a day off and everything relaxes, mm. you know, and then when you come back to it, it's like, oh! Well, know. I mean, I've got to say, uh, you know, it was pretty impressive that I think we did about six or seven songs with you all the way through. Mm. And I was astonished that you were even keeping it up at that rate. And so, you know, for, for me, a day off was like, well, let's rest. Yes. And yes. actually what happened was, it's like the, the the vocal cords and everything just went, oh, done. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're finished, are we? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. We're yeah. done. And um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because we did, we did actually utilize the hoarseness that was in your voice as well on that, mind. Um, yeah, that did come in handy, didn't it? I can't remember uh, at the end of which song it was. It might have been the new low or something. Oh, where, where it... Doing this, doing this, the the final note. I mean, that is when your voice was uh, was going. Yeah, you know. So, and that but still it's... has a very uh, eerie, haunting kind of. Yes. Yeah. Um, like a almost like a very throaty pig <laughs> hog kind of. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. It is. <laughs> you well, throaty hog, you. Hey, take a great man. That's my side project. Thro throaty hog. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so when, I mean, obviously, it was, a, it was a long process and it was kind of weird because there was, you know, you started, we started recording the drums with Mark and everybody was in the room. Yeah. And then when Pete, Pete did like, you know, one, one, one song, he did the bass for, and we were all there. But then, Paul laid everything down and it was just the two of you yeah, and yeah. vocals were just, just the two of us yeah, yeah. so right back at the beginning um, mm. did you think it was going to turn out the way the way that it that it has um, I think it uh, well this is one of these it felt it felt very much like I was doing one of my own albums, which is I kind of have an idea where I want to go with it, but actually what it sounds like and where it's actually gone, um, it, it didn't. No, I guess yes and no. The drum, the percussion element of it, yes, I knew where I wanted that to be because I was pretty, uh, you know, introducing the additional toms, uh, which you hear in Hardship and Within the Woods. Um, and on the intro, you know, that kind of stuff was basically production filler. Um, and so that side of it, yes. But um, the guitar tone, I mean, that was quite experimental because initially, you know, we were aiming at the Black Album sort of, you know, saturated, rounded distortion kind of sound. And where it's actually ended up being, um, is more of the anthraxy kind of uh, era sound. Yeah, carcass and a, sort of, a bit more chuggy. Yeah, it needed to have. I, I almost imagined like as if the it it just went. It evolved from the Black Album sound, as we all were. You know, we were all happy with and and. And then, of course, when it got into the mix, it just wasn't cutting. It was yeah. just because Paul's playing is like, you know, if you compare Black Album to like um, Justice, you know, they are very two very different sounds for two very different reasons. Yeah, and and that's the reason, you know. Mm. Um, 
And so, you know, when, uh, you know, I worked with um, my friend Chris Clancy and we, uh, you know, we, we, we were sort of working on guitar tone on DIs. Uh, you know, that was kind of the order of the day was yeah. to have a guitar tone that sounded far more cutting. I had to EQ it a lot, um, even from when Chris introduced that guitar. Um, and uh, and yeah, it was it still needed to be settled in and stuff because the drums are just so big. Yes. So yeah. the evolution of the album, it just got, you know, that's that's the unknown territory. Yeah, so yeah. So where it is yeah. now is not where I thought it was going to be. Um, but I think that where it is, it's important to realize or for everybody to understand nothing else sounds like that you know <laughs> it's got its own yeah. sound yeah which is because it's all real you know yes yeah i want everybody to feel the feel the real feel the real yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah no well, I, yeah. I, look, I know exactly what you mean i mean there's there's <laughs> there's, there's lots of of um of thrash albums that you know have come out in the last few years and, and will come out in the future where i've thought yeah, um, it, that's great. It sounds heavy, and you can hear everything, and it's yeah. and, it, and it's good. It's quite clearly good and high quality, but um, but there is a there's definitely a kind of samey quality oh. to a lot of stuff coming out. It's well, and, it's, and we just didn't want to we didn't want to fall into that. Well, I tell you what, that is. Um, it's because uh, you've got emulation plugins, you've got uh, retriggering, you've got um, Kemper guitar profiles and all of that that's why mm. and everybody's just picking the same sounds the trade of engineering and producing a, a band is being lost and that's my studio i built it as an organic a modern organic vintage recording studio so yeah. that means that i want to get the best sound source recorded going in that matches a sample yes and more often than not you hear it from some of the youngsters i've had in the studio if I'm hitting the overheads, for instance, they're like, oh, that sounds like a, a Stephen Slate sample. Well, what do you think that is? I mean, that's a real symbol, just being mic'd up right going through Neves. Yes. So that's what my studio, you know, thousands of pounds worth of gear. Yeah. And that's what I want. So I wanted to get the character of each member of the band. I feel that is the most important thing, and that's what's lost in modern. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think I think there's all almost like uh, generations coming through where it's like you know they'll send you an email and it's like right okay this is the guitar profile we want these yeah. are the BPM of the tunes yeah. these are the drum sounds we want blah 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 and you can literally you could literally yeah. have the sound ready for them oh, to yeah. walk in and yeah. just it's play not. the tunes or in fact why play them just program the drums get the guitarist to come in you know exactly. uh, job exactly. done. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, literally, there's like vocals, they still have to be real, but you can obviously auto-tune auto to fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Not that we use, not that I used any auto-tune because I have perfect pitch. That's right, yeah. <laughs> no auto-tune was used at all. <laughs> yeah, at all. At all. No, yeah, no, 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 no. 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 Ab absolute mess. It was never used. <laughs> um, but it, I, yeah, that's a really important point that it, it's, um, and I guess that's kind of, Sort of uh, I, why um, I think I certainly speak for myself 
that I feel is a comfortable recording here. The surroundings of, of the hotel and the grounds um, yeah. feel, you know, it, it's got that authentic vintage studio sort of feel. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like yeah. you're, you're a, it's attached to a big manor hotel yeah. and there's these lovely grounds and stuff. And yeah. you, if it's a nice day, you can just go for a little walk or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it, that, that's like, you know, like it used to be. Um, yeah. But it is, it, yeah. it, it, it adds to that feel of, um, you know, and easy access from uh, major motorways and lots of free parking um, that's right did we mention the two bars and the award winning restaurant oh us? yes the two bars and the award winning yeah. restaurant they're also attached to yeah. the studio yeah. but um, no, it, it, it all kind of it's all about it, it, I guess it all kind of feeds into the vibe you know yeah it's um, it's uh, you know I think uh a lot of people, when they say, you know, you know, this all sounds the same, this all sounds the same, when people pay reference to albums, you know, monstrous albums, ti titanic albums, such as, like, Burn My Eyes and, and you know, Demanufacture and Carcass Heartworks and, and you know, loads of, you know, Black Album, Justice for All, you know, Megadeth. It's because all of that was real. Yes. All yeah. of that was real. There's no yeah. presets. It's all dialed in. It's all real. Yeah. And, um... And you know it's uh, it's very important, and um, you know uh, I you know I had I had Chris involved with me. I mean you know we did you know there was an element of programming that Chris did uh, retriggering and all of that. But then you know I then took it from there and re and mixed all of it in. Then you know and my ears are tuned into more of the wanting it, it to sound real big ambience. You know, guitars are cut through. You know, mm. um, but again, I think it, 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 the where we were all on the same page, where we might not have been with another producer, was mm. um, was size, the yeah. size of it. Because yeah. for me, a lot again, just to go back a little bit, and I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucking moaning about modern production, and I hate it. Mm. I just think, I think, I think that a lot of it is quite lazy. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah. Uh, but also. I, I hate listening to an album and thinking this sounds great, but this has definitely been. This is almost like this has been mixed for earbuds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's been yeah. and it's been mixed for iTunes. It's been mixed for streaming. I just think fuck all that. Yeah. Just get a really fucking yeah. awesome sound. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And size. This is that's the point. Mate. I mean, mm. I, I I had. Um, Funny, some of the listeners will be uh, will know this story already. But I was I was on, I had my phone on shuffle. It was before I went to see Slayer, and for about for about a week before, I was just listening to Constant Slayer. Yeah, and I had them and had it on my uh, just Slayer songs shuffling. Mm. And there was a song off World Painted Blood, and I was like, hey, that was cool. And then it went into um, uh, one of the tracks off South of Heaven, and the the back to back difference in production oh, right, was yeah. shocking yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like hang on and admittedly okay South of Heaven it's a remastered version but mm. it was like hang on mm. how many years older is that and how much better does it sound yeah yeah yeah, yeah it just yeah. blew it away absolutely yeah. blew it away yeah um, yeah well I think uh, um, uh, well um I was listening to some of the old therapy because uh, I know you know you know Neil. I've met, yeah. I've met Neil through you. I was meant to see him in Limerick actually, but couldn't. Ah, there you go. <laughs> I did speak about it, um, but therapy's uh, production on their stuff, like on the Nurse album and Trouble Gum, 
in yeah. my opinion. Chris Sheldon, yeah. Chris Sheldon. I mean, they've kept that producer. Yes. Um, well, they've sort of come back to him. Right. Do the last two albums. But some yeah. of the stuff that they did after that uh, without Chris Sheldon, for me, was just like, uh, they kind of lost something here, you know. Mm. And, um, and I, I always listen back to those, to those albums and think, oh, man, the drums on those albums just sound immense. Yeah. And it's because they're real... You know, the the the, uh, the the craftsmanship, the trade of of engineering and production was a very, well, it was its thing at the time, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's lost. It's, we're, in, we're in a preset era now, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, and complacency and a lack of understanding, you know, and I'm still learning, you know. Um, but I know now that I'm getting, like, you know, the, I've got this guy called Carlos is in um, now at the moment got the drums in the drums are programmed but I wanted the symbols to be real so I did all the I did all the symbols real just to glue it yeah and the guitars I knew straight away what to do yeah just went in there and dialed it in and now it sounds like a dime bag Daryl early kill kill switch engage and the lad I've got with me now Abe is like oh my god you know and I'm like well this is how it should be yes you know? this is this is real yeah yeah um and and I think again, like I said, that's that's what um, that's what sort of drew us to working with you. And also, after we did the man who became himself together, which was a a, a project that was fraught with difficulties. Oh, God, which, yeah, which, yeah. Um, but he, but we still came out of that process with such um, with such a positive vibe of of, of working with you. Yeah. That when it became a possibility of, of like coming back to do the album with you mm. um i know myself and paul um not that like you know cookie pete and mark were like oh no i don't want to work but myself and paul were very very kind of like yeah you know this 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 would be really cool because I'd, I'd never playlisted vocals before until we did man it became himself yeah. which was just a really challenging and I, I like being pushed i like being shoved out mm. of my comfort zone and yeah. and and I love that. And then yeah, yeah. the feedback I got, then got for the vocal performance on that song, yeah. was like, fucking hell, right, okay. This yeah, is like, yeah. this is properly awesome. You know? Well, um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, um, I think the fortunate thing is uh, with uh, myself being a producer, being in that position now, is that I can play all the instruments. Exactly. And I'm a singer as well, I like to think I am. Um, Sorry. Same, same here, mate. All oh, right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. The Nearly Singers Club. <laughs> Get in there. We're getting it. The Nearly Singers Club. Um, and so you know, I can I can change my hats pretty easily. And um, and your vocals. I mean, uh, you know, there was at times it was just reminding me of Tom Araya <laughs> a lot. You know, there's moments of Slayer. There's also you know, and it probably is offensive even saying this. There's also you're in that range of the Offspring singer from time to time. Oh my God! Right. Okay. Yeah. I there is that. <laughs> Um, but the thing is, the kings uh, of corporate punk. Yeah, I don't, I don't like them. But, uh, no. but you know, as soon as I started getting that picture of what you were able to do, um, you could push it. I could push it. And for me, you were more of the um, higher end of like a, a Phil Anselmo kind of thing, and that's where the grit and holding out your notes came from. You yes. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the idea was was to really not. De-characterize 
acid rain. It was to modernise where you were from, you know, 28 years ago on your yes. last album to where you yeah. are now, you know. Well, do you know what? I played, uh, I played a guy last night to... Two songs. Well, as you know, you picked you picked the song oh, for him to listen right, to, yeah, Hardship, right, yeah. and, and then he listened to Ripped Apart. Wow! And um, after Hardship, he took his headphones off. He had, he had fucking tears. He had fucking tears in his eyes. Did he? Yeah, he was like, "That's just incredible." He said, "He said, I know this is going to sound really weird, um, but it sounds like um, it could have been on Obnoxious." Really. But, it also sounds like it couldn't be <laughs> on him. He's like, it's just like, just, you know, clearly acid rain. Yeah, good, But good. A, a modern, updated, contemporary, relevant version, which is what we were always going for. Relevant, yeah, yeah. it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is as well as having an old school fan base, and I think some, I think some, um, some old some old school fans want everything still to be old school. Mm. So it's like, oh, you know, uh, you know, you, you better have like, you know, oh, it's, you you should have old school production. And it's like, look, it's just not a not possible. And B, why would you? Do you know what I mean? Are you riding around in a horse and cart? No, you fucking not. Do you know what I mean? How old school do you want to go? But it's, it's all very well telling telling a band to keep it old school and make it sound like the eighties. Yeah. Meanwhile you know you're not doing that in your life <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah, it's like well, you've, got, you've, you've got to constantly move with the times but by the same token mm. always wanted to have something that I didn't that I always wanted to have something that people would um, would be able to say that's not off a production line which a lot of a lot of production sounds like now it's not off a production line it's a that is a you know that's a bespoke yeah production nothing exactly nothing else I mean. sounds like that that's exactly I, yeah I mean I, I want people to to, to like that is the captured era and moment of that album it's not a preset it's not a it's nothing like that it is real it was um, uh, cr you know carved and crafted for how the band f well for me how it all felt in the studio like yeah. I said you know it even evolved you know the idea was to get these black album guitars by the time I did the drum production they just didn't weigh up yes yeah. they just sounded very pod kind of alive rounded saturated guitars very howard benson yeah and yeah, yeah just like lacking that cutting edge yeah just didn't yeah. cut yeah you know? but well because they were now battling against battling huge against drums a huge wall of drums yeah <laughs> you know um yes yeah, so that, that huge wall of jackson drums of jackson drums yeah <laughs> um with the unnecessary tom well, this is the <laughs> that that may or may not be a relevant joke. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I know this is um, this is kind of an awkward question, but I think yeah. Well, go ahead. Um, hmm. What is what's your at the moment? Because I would imagine that it keep that it changes because it does for me, but maybe it doesn't. What's your favourite song? Oh, within the woods. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, boom, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within, within the woods. Um, I would say, I mean, Hardship and Within the Woods for me. Uh, hardship... That's, that's funny because it's the, it's the two slowest songs on the album. Yeah, probably, I mean, I am a prog kind of, you know, my stuff is like that anyway. And Yeah. Um, yeah, the, um, I would say Hardship. Hardship for me, I mean, it was the first one that I mixed. Yes. Uh and um 
Yeah, and, and I remember spending, I think it was about a week and a half, two weeks, really fine-tuning that. Um, and, uh, you know, trying to get it to, to really, you know, right, okay, you know, where is this going to go? You know, where, where am I going to end up? And um, I just wanted to strip it right back and just go back to the drums, introduce a lot of room ambience. Um, and I just found that I was in this chase, you know, because the drums were just getting bigger and bigger, <laughs> yeah. you know, and those additional toms. There is also an additional snare, which I paid compliment to the old, uh, um, oh, what's that Pantera song? Um, not Dominion, what's it called? Cemetery Gates? No. <laughs> Dun, 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 oh god, we're gonna be here. It's like two, two men try and remember. Yeah, god. <laughs> two men try and remember yeah. Pantera song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's that. Um, there's like a snare with it, so that's when yeah. I introduced additional snares because on the end of hardship, it's like dun 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 dun. dun yeah. There's so much in there. There's another load of snares. There's. Um, Snares in the left speaker, snares in the right speaker, and snares up the center. Snares to the left of me, snares, snares to, the right. to the left of me, snares, snares to the, the right of right. me, stuck in the middle with yeah. you. Um. So, I mean, so it was like, oh shit, now this has made a rod for my back. Uh, yeah. How am I going to get everything to sit on top of that? And that's yeah. where the guitar evolved, you know, speaking with Paul. Um, you know, Paul was very clear, in all fairness to him, of where he wanted it to be. I think he was probably a little um, disappointed that the black guitar sound didn't end up being that way. But yeah, because I, I, I remember, because the, th the thing is, and I, for the benefit of people listening who might not kind of, yeah. when we're talking about how things grow organically yeah. and all the rest of it, is yeah. that when Paul, when you get the guitar sound in the studio with Paul and you're both going, we're fucking more than happy with that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, you're playing over uh, dry drums raw so yeah. dry raw drums literally as they sounded as they were hitting the room but mm. by the time you hear the album mm. what you're hearing is drums where every single drum and every single cymbal is EQ'd and yeah. And, yeah. and everything is is everything sounds the best best way it can so once you've done that to every drum and the whole drum kit and it's now sounding awesome those guitars that you recorded over the drums in the room which sounded amazing no longer stand up that's right yeah i mean the the long and short of it was um that as you say the drums were raw they sound very flat very narrow and so the guitars just sounded massive and all all, all yeah and, and all, almost lifeless in comparison to what they are now so the guitars on the top of that sound huge mm. um now i i could have made those guitars work but it wouldn't have been right because what started to happen was all this triple picking, all of that triple picking guitar intonation and, and meticulous picking yeah. was then being lost because the guitars were, were more rock sounding than thrash metal. Yes. Yeah. So because the drums coming, because the huge drums coming up under that guitar yeah. sound change what? Don't change the guitar sound, but change change, change the, the, the dynamic of. Yes, there you go. The it dynamic. Changes the yeah. dynamic of how it how the how it all works, and it just got lost. And yeah. I remember Paul saying, you know, that the triple picking was kind of he wasn't really hearing it, and I thought, right, well, I really now need to go a, a different direction with the guitar, and that's yeah. when we. 
I think he sent me a few references, like Anthrax is what stood out the most to me. And in my own mind, Carcass Heartworks, I really wanted to get down that stressy sound distorted. Recently voted the, um, the, uh, the best death metal album ever. Oh, I agree with that. I yes. agree with that. I, well, I didn't, I'm not a death metal fan. I was, I like death, like yeah. death, the band. Yeah. And then everybody else for me was just like a poor imitation. Um, and, and I, I don't know, you know, you, just everybody else never really, and then, yeah, and then Heartwork came out, which is, you know, uh, in the in the history of death metal, you know, it's it's it's, it's not right at the beginning, you know, it's yeah. been around a few. And I, and even I heard that, and I was like, ooh, yeah, fucking hell, wow. Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing that on Headbangers Ball MTV when they used to play music videos, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. That that uh, you know that whole album was just incredible. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, you know, Colin. Richardson, you know, you got to give it to the man. He really well, he uh, well, he's also sort of been lurking. He was lurking in the background of this album as well, wasn't he, Colin? He was. You, know, you, yeah. you bounced, uh, you, you bounced quite a few mixes off him too. Well, hardship um, was the first mix. So, um, so the process was, uh, I engineered, recorded, and produced the record, and then I was pulling in a friend of mine, Chris Clancy, um, in on the mix. Um, Chris got diverted and distracted massively by other projects that were going to happen and, and ended up not happening. Yeah. Um, and if you want to know which projects they are, just uh, ask me when you see me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he couldn't commit, but what he did do, he did like a mix setup preparation, which is basically, I gave him the session as it was, he then um, added some MIDI underneath the drums um, and got some toms in there that he thought worked and stuff and then gave it to me and then I sort of took it from there and, and blended everything else in and, and, and try and made it work. Um, yeah. But uh, in amongst that, because Colin was originally meant to come down for the drums, for the drum recording. Yeah. And he didn't. Um, because he... Because was, of said project. Because of said project. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... So what Colin did do was uh, allow me to bounce off a mix of him on email and he would say, add a bit of 3K here, try a bit of, you know, 60 Hertz here and there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was, he, was, he was also very paramount for that uh, signature of hardship. You know, he was great for that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, he was like a soundboard for me. Yes, um, yeah. Which, which I think is, I, I read a comment from Russ Russell the other day and he said, the thing, the thing I love about mixing on my own is just being in a song and absolutely you know, lost in it, consumed in it and, and creating it. Yeah. The thing I hate about mixing on my own is there's no one to turn to and go, how fucking cool does that sound? <laughs> Wow. And I kind of, it's like, it's, it's, it's almost like, I, I get where you could, do you know what I mean? Where you, you do, you do all this stuff and it's like, well, you don't want to, you don't want to send it, you kind of don't want to send it to us, which I completely understand because yeah, it's yeah. not finished yet, yeah, yeah. but you need to get a kind of uh, well, sounding you, from somebody is to, need a you need a you know? trained ear, mm. you know, you know, you need a trained ear that can translate the changes mm. instead of oh, Mark Palmer nuclear blast. Oh, oh God. <laughs> That's a, that's a that's a uh, that's an in joke, folks. Yeah. Um, but, no, but yeah, but like you say, you, you do. You need that, and it's yeah, like, you couldn't. What better ear could? What better set of ears could you have than Colin Richardson? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, 
Yeah, you know, Colin, Colin's, uh, you know, he, I mean, that, you know, he's the right man for that. And, uh, and he was. And, um, I'm yeah. very complimentary of your work and ours. What more do you want? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, he's, uh, yeah, I love Colin. Colin, I mean, he's a legend, you know, in his own right. I mean, that man has, uh, in my opinion, carved the, the, the modern metal sound really. Oh, we, well, it, it, it started, well, two people, Terry Day with Pantera oh, yeah, and, and Colin with, with Demanufacture, which was a, which was a watershed moment in, yeah. in metal. Yeah. I mean, I, I bought, um, um, I bought Demanufacture. Um, mm. And I was just like, "Whoa, fucking hell!" Yeah, right. Yeah. This, this is, you know, and it was it, it, from from then from then on, mm. you know, it, it it was kind of like the level that everybody wanted to be at, you know. Yeah, he really, uh, yeah, he really did um, pull it out of the bag. I mean, you know, Carcass, Machine Head, Fear Factory. <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous isn't it it was a hell I you know I, I mean the 90s I miss them you know I, I, that was a really exciting era uh, the, the mid 90s you know start like the Black Album Metallica and, and, and then Fear Factory even Sepultura it was just insane it was a real I mean and it's funny you should say that because being being a bit older than you um a lot of people you know a lot of people refer to the nice funny enough I, I, I interviewed Bobby from Overkill the other, the other week and he said like you know the reason the reason why we're you know still where we're at is because we didn't take the 90s off like some bands yeah, you know yeah, and it's like yeah because yeah, for a lot for, for sort of for, for a lot of thrash and bands that came out of the thrash scene those early 90s mid 90s were a fucking desert yeah, you know and they yeah. were trying to have to take in you know creator having kind of industrial overtones in an album you know yeah. Yeah. You know, and yes, that did actually happen, folks. Renewal, go and listen. Um, but there was so much, there was so much other stuff going on. I, I mean, I remember getting, you know, you know, getting hugely into stuff like, um, like, uh, like Nine Inch Nails and yeah. and, and Faith yeah. No More, and the, and the musical landscape was changing. You know, and then Pantera yeah. started, you know, yeah. came in, and Sepultura started bringing it back towards. Oh, maybe you know, yeah, they, they, they. They're, they're interesting because of course yeah. they they were kind of going down that you know Roots has kind of got some new metal influences as well you know? yeah so it's kind of well I, I'm, I mean you know the whole new metal thing I don't even know where what band is new metal and isn't Corn okay <laughs> anybody that wears a tracksuit <laughs> yeah yeah well you know look the godfathers the godfathers of new metal I believe you have to say that after saying the, the band name Korn yeah, yeah, um, yeah but for me where it where it started changing again if we're just let's just skip over new metal if we're going to look at where it started changing again I think it was Slipknot because Slip, oh, yeah. Slipknot yeah. I'll argue till the cows come home with anyone ain't new metal no, because no. Slipknot is riff based yeah. Slipknot was taking that fucking massive heaviness that yeah. huge sound of, yeah. of new metal yeah. but kind of bringing it back towards more metal yeah. you know and, yeah. and riff based songs you know and um, uh, and but also doing the but also doing the Burton thing doing the do the gruff voice yeah. but, and, and, and the yeah. singing voice as yeah. well yeah um, and it, 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 that's where it started changing again for me mm. you know I remember reading an interview with Kerry King where he was like you know it, he, was, he was always very much like yeah no one impresses me no one no one's pushing the boundaries you know blah 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 and then I remember him saying I remember in an interview saying he, he heard the first Slipknot album and he was like at last somebody kicking my ass right somebody who's basically saying you fucking better up your game old man yeah yeah you know? and they did you know? yeah 
Yeah, um, and I, I mean... I don't think there's been anything since. No, I don't. <laughs> well, uh, how can you top that? Well, last night when someone, you know, somebody asked me last night at the, at the Spoken Word show, you know, is there any bands... Oh, it was your... Um, what's his name? Uh, Abraham. Abraham. Abe. General Zod. Yes, it was, uh, it was Abraham who said, like, is, you know, is there any sort of bands that have come out, you know, over the last, you know, X amount of years, whatever, that, you know, that, that you, yeah. you know, that, that you like, etc. Mm. And it's like, Slipknot straight away. Yeah. Is yeah. changed everything. Yeah. Absolutely changed Well, everything. I mean, uh, I, I remember Slipknot, I remember Mudvayne, those two bands. Ah, oh, man, Mudvayne, yeah. Like Mudvayne for me. LD50. What? Um, that is, for me, I have often said to everybody, that is the metal Pink Floyd. That album is brick in the wall era. It, the complexity, the genius yes. uh, level that is in that album yeah. must not be ignored. That oh. album blew my mind. Yeah, it was... And I, then I, everything I else saying, after yeah. that from them was total cack. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, I, I don't mind the second album. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, more yeah. Things changed. The more things... Oh, no, oh, no, that is... That's Machine Head. Oh, is it? It oh, is. Yeah, shit, yeah. Well, well, we'll we'll check after the interview. Yeah. But um, uh. it's, 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 it's something like that. But um, no, I, I didn't mind that. And I saw them. I saw them playing uh, in London on that tour, um, mm. and so got to hear a few LD Fifty songs as well. Right. But no, you're right. It, it and I, for me after that, yeah, just complete cack. It was just like rubbish. It, it just threw away everything that made the band unique and interesting, which was all, which was the complexity and the arrangements. Yeah, and yeah. I, it's very, it's very rare that I've heard a band um, almost turn their like mature too quickly. If you want, to, yeah. yeah. Well, the, thing, the great thing is that I'm, I was very fortunate enough to tour with Chad because uh, I went out with Hell Yeah um, with Chad and Vinny. Uh, an amazing three weeks I you know enjoyed it and although uh, Vinnie Paul from Pantera was there I barely spoke to him really you know we had, we had a few conversations about things but for me it was mainly sitting down and talking to Chad and Chad was amazing um, and uh, I just wanted to pin him down about his vocals and I mean it was ferocious. Yeah. No one sounded like that. That was a... Dig. Like, like Fucking a, the first time you hear dig, it's just like, excuse me? Well, it, oh God. Well, that, that whole throaty sort of... Yeah. I mean, who was doing that? You know, yeah, for me, it was, it sounded alien. It almost sounded like a TIE fighter from Star Wars <laughs> mixed with... Yeah. something else it was insane so I remember speaking to him about it and I did ask you know what, what happened with Mudvayne and he just said management problems guy called Greg Toller he was an absolute nightmare robbed them yeah. they knew that they were being robbed and so that affects the morale yeah and yeah. Uh, and LD50 was basically uh, four years maybe five years of them touring and building up towards that album right and then of course after that album's released, well, you got to tour it. And then all of a sudden, the label says, as you know, a new album, please. Yeah. Two years later. I mean, you haven't got the five years of hunger yes. and yeah, fire yeah. in you. So mixed with management and financial issues. So you can, it's a sad, sad thing. But you can see the whole thing change from album to album. The one yeah. band that I was a huge fan and wasn't 
I've never done that before. I was a huge yeah. fan of them one minute and then couldn't stand the other album. Well, I, funnily enough, I'm, I, when we finish the interview, I'm straight onto the M4 and back to London and I'm going to listen to LD50 and the second album, whose title should be confirmed later, yeah. um, in the car. But bringing it all the way back to, um, to a little old UK thrash band called Acid Rain. Oh, yes. Um, yes that's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as regards the album, I, yeah. I, I remember, um, I think... There's only there, there is a, there's only one there's only one vocal line or one one melody line in the on the whole album mm. where that that we completely changed some modified like like um, for instance the um, the the chorus in um, uh, the new low you know hate you can't face you, you can't live without you it, it yeah. didn't go like that originally no. it's like it went up and then it went down and you were like no 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 up and then up again yeah. it's like right okay fine I yeah. don't know what the fuck I'm doing <laughs> no, <laughs> it, do just, it just sounded good to me at the time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, but uh, there were, but there was lots of tweaks and stuff like that, which which I which yeah. I love. I love I love getting involved in the collaborative nature of of, mm. of vocals. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's me taking the pressure off myself right. by saying by going it's it's a collaborative thing. It's a team effort yeah. doing doing the vocals. So it kind of takes a bit of weight off your shoulders because yeah. Yeah. it is the. F- the forefront of of any kind of, of any band mm. you know you're you're yeah. called the lead singer the front man it's all about yeah you know yeah. and vocals can make or break you know what people think of an album mm. um mm. so i think it's partly that but also i think i just i i like i love the i love the 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 creative process i love the cut and thrust of mm. of uh, mm. and, and I, I love it when somebody takes something i've done and, imp- and improves on it do you know what I mean? Which is what, which yeah. is what you did. Well, I mean, it's um, you know, producing for me is a new thing, uh, and um, you know, I've I feel like I'm falling into it pretty naturally, actually, uh, with ways of getting bands in, and I can clearly see where they need to be going, and that's ranging from pop music acts to indie to, to thrash. To um, you know, to, to, to classical, and uh, for me, you know, there are bits of the '80s I love, and there's bits of the '80s I don't. And um, and for me, when when we were doing your vocals, uh, I remember before it was actually the man who became himself. I remember hearing some of your early stuff. And then hearing um, Plan of the Damned. And I, it was Plan of the Damned for me that was like, right, you know, here is a modern sound for that band, although very processed sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt as though Plan of the Damned lost something vocally. Uh, you know, the, the jump from the original to where you were on Plan of the Damned for me was a very very obvious kind yeah, of yeah it's a linear kind of yeah it was very yeah. weird <laughs> and I didn't quite I couldn't quite put my finger on it uh, it was almost like the new metal acid rain kind of the damned <laughs> so you know thinking of so getting you in the studio and when we were doing uh, The Man Who Became Himself I got it, it was the first thing you were doing I got it straight away it just uh, kind of 
Yeah, it's just like bang. Yeah, I I remember I remember you saying we listened we listened to the demo. Yeah, we listened to the, listened to the demo for you, and and I just remember you saying, going, oh, I see, I see what you're doing. You're doing a kind of sort of singy sick of it all kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like. Yeah. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, he's just nailed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, that was uh, I don't remember saying that, but I, I do remember like mm. bang and and there it was and uh, and and I, f- I felt like I, I instantly knew where you know we were on the same page, mm. and so I knew where to where to push you and where to um, you know. Let's not do this sort of dancing up and way, way. Let's mm. not do that. Let's just like, way. let's push that. Because uh, you got it. You know, you have that. Yes. You and have you, that but, voice. But like you said, it's that, it's that, it's that um, flattening. That's yeah. what we called it. It was that well, flattening. Well, holding, holding out. Hold and push. Uh, do it at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> hold and push. And that... That for me was was um, I I felt then that, that was kind of like the the, the starting of a, of a new era of acid rain in terms of vocally yeah um, which is which I think is then evolved on the album oh um, so, yeah. I, I I mean I, I I couldn't wait to come in and I was yeah I mean I, I I remember at the time I don't know if I I, I wouldn't say I was nervous but there was a, there's a certain amount of pressure kicking around that you know yeah. this is right mm. here we go yeah. you know we're going into something yeah. pretty fucking big yeah um, and it's easy to forget that six months six months later yeah you know it's easy to forget that yeah um, but I just remember being completely happy putting myself in your hands yeah. and you know before each song we'd say right okay so how does this go you know and what, what goes where and, and you know and yeah. all the rest of it yeah. and have a, listen to, have a listen to the demo version or something like that and the only the, uh, the only thing the only thing on the whole album that, that completely changed was the the verse melody line in um, New Age Narcissist remind me what what uh, uh, that that's the I've heard all the news I've oh, yeah. all the views that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. don't talk to me oh you're gonna lose, lose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was completely different it was a singy it was a singy uh, oh was it really yes. oh yes it was yeah yeah Shit. and and, 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 and mm. I was like and you were like no I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not loving that Howard and I'm like that's oh, right. right okay that's I'm, right I, but again it's like right okay so let's have a discussion about it yeah. and I think and yeah. I think your point and funnily enough Cookie had been saying this like from the day dot yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, it, and I'll always give him credit on that point where it was kind of like no it's like you're singing all over that bit and then you sing all over the next bit yeah. and you sing all over, and it's like now what we did with it because we chopped it down yeah. it's great because you've basically got the riff poking in and out yeah. Of, of, yeah. of what's going on and you're working and I'm working with the riff yeah. instead of blanketing blanketing it with a, yeah. with a melody line yeah. and, it, yeah. and it, yeah. it, it just means that the two work together you know you know what none of, none of it uh, none of it ever felt difficult none of no it, it didn't it was just like um, I mean it appears that I'm becoming renowned I saw uh, Cosmic Ninja a band that had just been in the in my studio had done their EP and they put in an interview lately that I was just like cut and dry direct no that's crap you know I don't think that's going to work try this 
and thankfully, you know, um, they they paid me the, the the sort of compliment to even explore it and not even challenge, and then they just loved it. Yeah. Uh, now that was not to say that I was that I'm always right. But it does appear that the very first impression I get seems to be the one that seems to where I get this outside perspective looking in on your world. Yeah. And I'm able to say, no, I don't think that's great. I think it's shit. Let's try I, something else. I remember, I remember doing, I can't remember what it was, but I remember doing one thing. And I remember you going, <laughs> like, let me get two or three lines in and go, uh, I remember being in the booth and you're like, I'm really not sure about this, mate. <laughs> right. But I remember. But then I remember saying to you, I was like, "Dude, let me, let me, let me, let me just finish these four lines, yeah. and then let me double it, and you'll see where I'm going and what I'm trying to do." Sure. And then doing it, and you and you're like, "Right, okay, cool, all right, yeah. let's do it." And then and then at the minute, did the first line of doubling it, and you and you're like. Oh right, okay. Yeah, no, I've got you. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, I'm on board. Oh yeah, good. Oh, you know, cool. I'm, like yeah, yeah, got you. Or right now, like, well, well, how about this? You know, mm. and I love that when when you like you start out with one idea, yeah. and someone says, no, no, no. Uh, what about what, what about this idea? And then you go, uh, oh no. And then you both kind of go, oh, hang on. Yeah. And you end up with like, you had one idea, then you had number two idea, and you end up going with number three idea, which wouldn't have happened without one and two. Oh, yeah. well, th that, yeah, exactly. That journey of, um, I mean, I've got that same relationship with Burton, you know. Uh, That's, um, you know, Bur Cliff Burton via Sounds. Cliff Burton, yeah. Tim, <laughs> yeah. Tim Burton, actually. <laughs> Tim Burton. Um, um, of course, he meets Burton Seabell kids. But yeah, I mean, we when we did his album, it was very much he would. I mean, because he was doing scratch vocals in the studio, so he hadn't. He kind of had a rough idea, and he was just coming out with it. And I would just be like, no, no, <laughs> no. Now the difference there is that I've been following his work since I was thirteen. Yeah. So I know his voice probably well. I do know his voice better than he does. So I'd be like, no, no, no. And then we would. He's like, what, what? And I could, I was almost dialing in his melody in places. Um, and eventually he'd come around to and say, oh no, that's right. And I'm like, well, of course it's bloody right. But we've just <laughs> wasted two hours trying to find what I originally suggested in the fucking first place. Yeah. But I enjoy that journey. Oh yeah. And sometimes yeah. a burden said, no, I want to stick with this. Just give me a chance to show you what I'm doing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he would do it very much like what you did. And then and you'd I'm still like, go, no, fucking no. <laughs> no, actually, actually then I'm like, ah. But the good thing is the process of that is like, prove it to me. Mm. Prove that it's good. Exactly. Well, and, and then the thing is as well is like, you're you're forcing me to test the strength of my own ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're, well, we're refereeing it's, it's strength yeah. testing. Yeah. You know, well, does it work? You know, yeah. uh, is yeah. what you you know is what you're doing there? Is it benefiting the song? You know, yeah. uh, is it worthwhile? And sometimes as well, I think, especially vocally, there's a tendency to do the do the vocals, and they go, yeah, yeah, right, okay, and then and then it's like. Uh, they, they say it in sales a lot that one of the worst things a salesman can do is, is don't keep selling once you've closed and it's the same thing about yeah. don't keep doing don't keep doing vocals once you've finished the vocals yeah, yeah. yeah. don't go oh what about a little bit here or oh I oh. could do a little line under that or yeah. oh I could do a heart it's like just to settle the fuck down yeah, yeah. you're done I agree no you know? I, I agree yeah it was uh, 
Well, I mean, um, the, your vocals, there's only two bands I've had in that have been an absolute breeze on vocal recording, and that's yourself and uh, Aaron from Fire Fences. I mean, it's just been an absolute breeze. Paul, on, cool. Paul on guitar was just. Well, that's that's where I was going to go next because I know you had a. I know you had. Um, I mean, you two were just. Oh, we had a scream. The, 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 I, I remember. <laughs> I remember saying, and this, and for 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 any guitarists out there listening now, you know, prepare to put your fingers in your ears because you're not going to want to hear this, or you're going to be slash utterly amazed that you had to um, that. It, he tracked two guitars, but you had to do it again because they were so tight they started phasing. Yes, that's right. In, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Phasing is why you can't just take, you can't just play the guitar once and copy and paste it and yeah. then say that's double tracked because they will yeah. because they're exactly the same. Yeah. They will create. A, there'll be a phasing sound. Well, what would happen? What would happen is, is yeah. that I would have. So you'd have your guitars banked on left, guitar banked on right, and uh, I would pick the best section from one part of the riff on the left. Then I'd go and find the best section on the right bank of guitars on the right. You know, so that's tight on the left, that's tight on the right, little sections. And then I would put them under one on top of each other so that they're double tracked. Problem was, is that they were so perfect <clears throat> that the guts was lost out of it. Yeah. It, it just went from, you know, like, <laughs> it just went really thin. It was just right. so, so close. Um, not to the point of phase cancellation, but so, so on top, so in perfect tune with each other that the, 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 it just, the guts of the guitar went. Yeah. So I had to even think around that. Um, so I had to get one that was not so great. And put that with the one that was brilliant. Yeah. And then that worked. Um, but but Paul's guitar playing uh, phenomenal, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Uh, so easy. I think that's why we had such a laugh. It was just like, well, yeah, I know what I'm doing. You know what you do. Let's do that, which is obviously easy, and then have a laugh, you know. And, uh, and, and, and that very much sounds like the kind of experience we had as well. But and, yeah, and, it was and I think, exactly so. But, but, it, but it comes from you know what you're fucking doing. You've oh. got to know. I mean, it's like you know, that's there's no mistake in that. I mean, the reason why, well, one of the reasons, a Paul is a you know a, 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 a brilliant guitarist, but yeah, b he'd he'd already recorded the whole album. At home, well, this is on, on the using the raw drum tracks that's that Mark right. could record. He was persistent on when I had edited the drums. Um, that uh, when I edited the drums, ninety percent in time. You know, again, I'm really on the grid. Again, I'm really tightened up. Um, he was like, "Please send them to me so that I can record and make sure everything I'm doing is perfect." So his his uh, his method of pre-production or even his intent for pre-production, even at that stage, was that impressive. Because I haven't really had that for many bands, if any, actually, except for Fire Fences, probably. He knew his shit. So when he came in, it was bang, bang, bang. One song after another, bang, bang, bang. He knew straight away. Very rarely did I ever step in and say, oh, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> yeah. um, except for the intro, there's one part the it's like a real sort of chuggy sort of which I really wanted to be Black Album Metallica. That was the only part that I was really like insisting on. No, it has to be like this. And he was like, uh. 
Oh, please, please, please <laughs> do it like that. That was it. Everything else, I never stepped in once. You know, well, I think maybe you could sharpen that up a little bit, play that a bit tighter. Yep, agreed. And then by take two, it was like, oh, done, <laughs> on we go. It yeah. was so impressive. You know, really, really was. I mean, I mean, that's but that's when work's enjoyable, isn't it? Yeah. That's when that's yeah. when you can do that's when you do four or five hours and go right. Let's go. Let's go to the pub for a meal. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, because yeah. you know you've done. You know you're just getting stuff in the bank all the time. Yeah, all the time, and you can just go like right. Let's let's take a few hours off. Let's go and do something else. Or let's yeah. Go. Yeah. And oh, it was, it was incredible. And and you know, and Pete's base again. You know, because he did those at at home. I mean, they were just tight, on point, but in all, man, it was just solid. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Mark's drumming, you know, I mean, it's it's so creative, really, really creative, and uh, I mean, it all works. It just all works. And yeah. you know, with all of that going on, to even for that to be enough room to be able to add a production value to it, <laughs> you know. But I think I think that's the challenge with 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 thrash metal really yeah. as a yeah. you know as a genre yeah you know that is just well to the extent that like let's face it back in the day you know people didn't know what the fuck they were doing you know that's why early thrash albums sound the way they do uh yeah you know? well th that's why new that's why thrash albums sound the way they do until rain and blood <laughs> yeah know? that's right well, which, was, I mean... which was literally the moment where everybody went oh you don't have to have reverb in 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 this genre because, because of course, thrash grew out of heavy metal, yeah, and, yeah. and heavy metal back then was, you know, there was reverb on the vocals, there's reverb on the drums, there's like, you know, yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that was like that was kind of like a watershed moment with Rain and Blood, where it was just like, oh right, okay, yeah, you don't, you can just fucking. Well, it's 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 direct, you know. Yeah. I mean, when you're washing it with all of that, I think what Rain and Blood did was just turn thrash into just it was almost cinematic. Uh, and I think I was wanting to do the same with Acid Rain. I wanted it to be cinematic. <laughs> well, do you know what? That that brings us beautifully to a close because we've just that, like, like you said, like, like Rain and Blood finishing finishing with for me the greatest thrash album of all time um, yeah. is absolutely perfect. I now have some questions from uh, patrons about oh. um, about the experience of recording with the band. But um, okay. for now, Jace, as always, thank you very much. Thank you. And there you have it. That is uh, the two. It's kind of weird for me listening back to that as well. Um, uh, some of it I remember, some I don't. But um, yeah, you know, now you've all heard it. Hopefully, you know that we weren't talking utter shit. But maybe you disagree. Who knows? And indeed, who cares? Um, so anyway, guys, that's the end of this special. Um, there will be more as always if you're not a subscriber then please do um subscribe to uh to talking bollocks uh, it's all right yeah yeah it's, it's, honestly it's genuinely it's all right and you can always nip over to patreon patreon.com forward slash howard h smith sign up there for all of the behind the scenes goings on of the podcast um and of the band and all sorts of bits and pieces so anyway um thank you very much for for listening to this and please do share wherever you can because you guys are my best weapon for trying to get this uh, this podcast even better known. So thank you very much for listening. Talk to you again sometime. Cheers. <laughs>